This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit bbqinstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. Making pellets since 1994, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for on your meat, both for grills and bullet-style smokers, and, of course, in larger quantities for your pellet-fed smokers. Find them at bbqrsdelight.com. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. The show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs. You'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website thebbqcentral.com now let's get in the smoke here's your program host greg rempe hey gang welcome to another edition of the really big barbecue central show uh, broadcasting live and direct from not Cleveland, Ohio, but the booming barbecue metropolis of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. That's right, where hockey reigns supreme. People look at you funny when you mention the terms basketball or baseball. Doesn't matter to them. Oh, no. It's all about hockey, fist fighting, 
and awesome beer and good times. Uh, welcome. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and this is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue. Uh, we'll be back in Barbecue Central Radio Network's compound a week from tonight. This will wrap up the roadie that I have been on. I didn't know if I was actually going to be able to put this deal together. And uh, through the help of some really cool software that is out there on the interwebs, a uh, completely ridiculous headset microphone, we're, we're hoping to do a live show. Now, here's some things you need to keep in mind. First of all, if you want to get in touch with the show, you're more than welcome to do that. 877-448-0433 is the number to get in touch with the show. You can also email the show, as always, greg at the BBQ Central Show. Dot com. Those are going to be the two ways to get in touch with the show. Whether I'm in Canada, whether I'm in Cleveland, or whether I'm in Texas, doesn't matter. Those are the, always going to be the, the contact ways to get in touch with the show. I do not have the chat room up and running. So if there is a question that you want to ask me, uh, it would be best to get on the email and shoot me a message that way. Otherwise, I, I'm really kind of leading blind here tonight. So if you're in, I certainly appreciate it. I'm not going to be able to view the chat room and pick up extra questions or whatever. So that's kind of how we're setting up for this remote broadcast test. And we'll see how it goes. I can't promise anything huge. You know, we've got some new listeners coming in tonight, so I certainly appreciate you guys tuning in for the first time. Always happy to have new listeners here on the show. Here's what we have lined up for you tonight. And it was a struggle to get the first guest booked for this evening, but with some perseverance, we're actually able to uh, figure this out finally. It is going to be Mike Weiss and Josh Baker. They are El Fuego Fiasco, which I think in Spanish is like fire disaster or something like that. So another great barbecue team name. They won Stagecoach, which took place in Indio, California this past weekend. Uh, Mike is actually somebody who has been frequenting the Barbecue Central Forum for a number of years. And has uh, also been a big fan of the show, uh, I think in podcast fashion more than live show. But either way, it doesn't matter to me as long as you're getting the show, right? So we're going to talk to him, How a little background about the team, how they got into competition barbecue, how long they've been competing. And then, of course, we'll break down this past weekend and what it was like at Stagecoach. I mean, assuming what, if, what I saw was correct, there are some uh, scantily clad people there. And I don't mean the men, ladies and gentlemen, if you know what I'm talking about. So keep in mind that there is a website that has some really great pictures. And again, it, it looked like it was like straight out of the Old West. People were wearing 10-gallon hats. The chicks were wearing like bikinis. I think it was like bikini mandatory. Not Again, not for the men. Not for the men, but for the women, it seemed like most everybody was wearing bikinis, at least from the the, uh, the video and the, more or less the pictures that I was seeing. So El Fuego, El Fuego, damn it, I don't remember uh, what the team name El Fuego Disaster. <laughs> They're coming up at 14 past the hour, 35 past. I'm breaking out the old uh, trusty spoon, and we're going to go hog heaven taste testing uh, with apricot jalapeno with the all-natural barbecue smokehouse and thirdly with the all-natural uh, smokehouse heat 
which of course lends me to believe that uh, the smokehouse heat is going to have a little bit more of a back-end heat to it, a little more spice, a little more pepper, if you will. So that's 35 past the hour. And then coming up in the second hour, a very special edition of the second hour of the show. Dear and dear friends of mine, uh, Chad Ward from Whiskey Bed Barbecue in the Pit, Huck Jr. from In the Hut, and Shane Draper's from Getting Sauced with Draper's Barbecue, all joining me. It's going to be a barbecue radio roundtable. We're going to be hitting some of the most topical things in the industry today, whether it has to do with TV shows, whether it has to do with uh, kind of piggybacking on Meathead Goldwyn's category or uh, appearance last week with mislabeling of products. What does the consuming public really know about eating good barbecue or bad barbecue, cooking temperatures, tips and techniques? Of course, I'll allow those other hosts to promote their own shows. But I think we all know by now, folks, Beer Child This is the pinnacle of barbecue information and grilling information. Uh, so it's going to be a whole hour, pretty much right at the top of 10 o'clock, all the way until about 10 till the hour of 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be the barbecue radio, the barbecue radio round table. So, uh, you know, Shane is well-steeped in the business of barbecue since he is a uh, sauce and rub manufacturer. Uh, Huck Jr. is a host like myself who has been to some competitions. And then, of course, you have Chad Ward from Whiskey Man Barbecue, uh, award-winning team, and uh, they're, they're competing probably maybe not as often as they were in the past, but still doing very well. And uh, so we'll be able to get a lot of diverse looks and uh, diverse contacts, as it were, in relation to El Fuego Fiasco, that's what it was. Um, so, hey, it's promised to be a jam-packed show. I promise to deliver some amazing content, if at all possible. And uh, we'll take your phone calls and emails as well, 877-448-0433, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com are the uh, two ways to get in touch with the show if you want to do that tonight. Now, I know people are always interested in the uh, Survey Tuesday question, so here they are. Question number one, best knife for your kitchen or for your barbecue wares? What's the best kind of knife that you're looking for? Uh, question number two, what's your favorite internet show or podcast that isn't this show, your favorite internet show or podcast show that isn't this show, the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Uh, question number three. If I could stroke you a check, you name the amount. What brand of propane grill would you buy if I gave you a blank check today? Uh, I'll, of course, give you my answers as the show wears on, but would love to hear what your answers are. You go ahead and email them in to me. Best knife for kitchen barbecue, favorite internet show or podcast that isn't this show, of course. And um, what was the uh, third question? Oh, if I could uh, give you a blank check, what brand of propane grill? Now, please keep in mind, what brand of propane grill? I'm not saying what kind of grill in general. I'm not talking about Cheney's or Jambos or anything like that, but specifically what brand of propane grill would you like to buy if I gave you a blank check today? Uh, email in from Cela Rios. We love... El Fuego Fiasco, their meat needs no sauce, but if you like sauce, 
there's this tasty fiasco in your mouth. There you go. Celia, Celia, Celia Rios weighing in. She's very excited to have uh, Mike and Josh in on the show tonight, as well as I am. Always love to have different mixes in the show, and uh, that's what it's all about. Also, wanted to bring you up to date uh, very quickly here about the uh, drum up that we were able to do for uh, diabetes for my cousin last week. Uh, we have five days left until that walk, which is on the 6th. We were able to raise, uh, just in the span of a week, $875 for diabetes. Outrageous. Outrageous. I certainly appreciate that, guys. Uh, to no end, and I know uh, my cousin Scott certainly appreciates it as well. So, you know, just the fact that we were able to get together and, and behind each other like that, that sounded bad. I swear to God, that uh -oh. sounded bad. But just uh, we were able to lend support to a great cause. Like juvenile diabetes type 1 certainly means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to my cousin Scott as well. So let's try and make it to a grand. we got five more days left, right? Let's do it. All right, gang, uh, let me quickly tell you about this public service announcement message from Stephen DeFranco. This is going out to all the barbecue brothers and sisters. Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is also a barbecue junkie, the guy who owns that store, Stephen DeFranco. Now, being married to a barbecue maniac can be trying. Think about all these nonsense things that your wife has to put up with. Here's just a few examples of why buying her an anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers might be one of the best ideas ever to come along. But number one, you're always making a huge mess in the kitchen. You don't clean up after yourself. Uh, this includes dirty barbecue utensils in the sink and the dishwasher. All you're thinking about is barbecue books and barbecue TV shows and all of this other stuff. I mean, doesn't she deserve a little bit more than this? Uh, to you, your clothes smell great when they're covered with barbecue smoke, but to your significant other, your clothes stink. I mean, really. Let's step it up a notch here, guys. When was the last time you bought her a new piece of jewelry? Call Steve at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. He can help you. Heck, he has to get himself out of trouble sometimes with his wife because of his own barbecue addictions. Now, whether you participate in competition barbecue or you're just a backyard hack like me, taking care of your wife by showing her how much you love her with a beautiful diamond anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is just the ticket for her allowing you to continue to mess up the kitchen with all of your barbecue insanity. Now, you're probably thinking that treating her to a new anniversary ring will break the bank and ruin the plans for the new grill or smoker. Incorrect! The diamond anniversary rings at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers start at just under $500. And not only does Steve stock great quality, but if you go on to stephendefranco.com, you can see lots of great styles, really great prices, which is key to the central lights. And as always, Steve has a very special barbecue brother and sister deal just for you, and here's how it works. You go onto the website, stephendefranco.com. You pick out a new diamond anniversary ring. You call Steve at this number, 440-943-2700, and you tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you an extra $50 off the already discounted price to help you pay for taking your wonderful wife out to a non-barbecue dinner. And as always, Steve will ship the ring to you for free. So visit stephendefranco.com and then call him, 440-943-2700. We will be back with Mike and Josh from El Fuego Fiasco right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Fourteen past the hour, eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, once again, I am on remote location here in Canada, just getting a message from Flint, welcoming me here to Canada. Flint, Flint. And so, uh, why don't we? Thing show. All right, there we go. All right, so we're going to have to go without video for the moment. Uh, but we we'll uh, so let me check my bumps here real quick. All right, so it looks like we're all right. So I apologize for that, Mike. If you could kind of uh, briefly recap for everybody um, how you guys got into competition barbecue. Uh, obviously, you know, big weekend uh, that you had this past winning stagecoach, first grand championship. But how did you guys get into this whole competition thing anyway? You're breaking up, Greg. Is it on your can end? You hear me now? Yeah, you can hear you now. Okay, yeah. Uh, how did, I just wanted to have you guys kind of recap exactly how you guys got into the whole competition barbecue thing. It was just like, again, what I was saying before, uh, you know, cooking barbecue in the backyard. Everybody tells you it's great. And uh, I watched competitions on the TV and all that stuff and decided to give it a, give it a shot. Tuna for Kids was right in my hometown. Went out there, got our asses kicked. And, um... You know, that was that was our first competition. It was very humbling. And then the following year, I put together a solid team with the members I currently have, um, me and Josh and Chris and my mother-in-law, Celia. And, and uh, we got a couple, Cliff and, and uh, my cousin, Michael, and uh, put together a solid team and started competing. We did our first real competition was in Ontario. It was one of Tom Emery's. And uh, we got two calls. And that was it. Now we were hooked. Mike Weiss and Josh Baker joining us here on the show. El Fuego Fiasco is the name of the team. Josh, is, are you somebody that's always been like intrigued with barbecue, or did Mike kind of talk you into it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I I was just like a lot of people. I think here about three or four years ago, kind of got hooked on it with with seeing it on TV. And Mike happened to be my FedEx rep at the time. I've got an online pool supply business, and he was my rep. And he came in and we were talking about it and I, and he was telling me how he had just done some barbecue. I said, Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm actually just looking to put a team together. He goes, well, why put a team together? Why don't you just, I'm looking to kind of get things going again. Why don't you and me team up and we'll, uh, we'll make a run at this thing. And that's when it was literally two weeks, I think before Hesperia. So we just got that crazy, ran out there to Hesperia. And again, we, we slept in a U-Haul cuddled up like a couple of college kids and, uh, freezing our, our tails off but uh like like you said once you get that first call and you walk and, and the community just embraces you it, it, it's awesome and, and it's the bug and, and you're in your hook 
All right. So last weekend there were 28 teams. Uh, you're you're winning the the grand champion the stagecoach barbecue championship event in Indio, California. Uh, Mike, was there anything out of the ordinary that you guys had to contend with, uh, aside from what appeared to be a bevy of hot chicks and bikini tops? Yeah, so there was there was a lot of distraction visually, but you know we, our kitchen tent has four walls, so that that helped a lot. Um, the heat the heat was pretty tough for anybody that was there. Uh, I was cooking one, and uh, my buddy came up behind me with our thermopan and had it open. He's all, guess how hot it is. And it was 107, and that was behind me, and he was, be- you know, I was between him and our cookers. So the heat was pretty brutal, and when you had, you know, a little too many beers with that heat, it can make you kind of faint throughout the day. But other than that, it was, I'd rather contend with the heat than than, than some of the what some of the folks, you know, in, in the Midwest or you know the South are dealing with with snow and wind and stuff. Josh, how do you guys have it split up as far as pitmaster duties? You, you know, it's funny. It, you think that we had this master plan of you do this, you do that. It doesn't. Mike and I, we're like an old married couple in that we just kind of, one guy's doing one and we know what the other one's thinking. And so we're just constantly um, going back and forth. So um, it's it's really just what needs to get done and who's closest to it. It's, it's like ready golf for, for those golfers out there. Hey, something needs to get done and you're right there. Um, typically, we kind of started out, Mike really focused um, on the chicken and the ribs, and I kind of focused more on the uh, the pork, and then the brisket kind of came with kind of who, whoever at the time. But uh, that, that was in our first couple of competitions. From now, it's it's just kind of we all do everything, and just you know one one comp, I'm I'm slicing our comp, our, our turn-ins, the other one Mike slicing them. So it's just it's kind of one of those things. All right, so if we're looking at the uh, specific meats, because, you know, aside from the heat and the uh, hot chicks, it didn't seem like there was, you know, uh, huge wins or downpours or anything like that you had the guys uh, to contend with. So let's go ahead and look at the categories real quick while we uh, have time. And, again, I apologize for the technical issues right up there at front. Uh, you get chicken calls first. You get seventh overall. Uh, so a good way to get some momentum. You get a call. You get to walk the stage a little bit. Where did you think the chicken came out, Mike? Were you happy with seventh place? Did you think it was better? Did you get lucky in chicken? <laughs> chicken's a funny thing. Our chicken just fell off the charts. So I went on YouTube and was just watching dudes make chicken. And you got to, you know, your family, you're watching YouTube dudes making chicken on, on, on your flat screen in your living room. People are, you know, laughing at you. But I just thought, I, I'm not going to name who he was, but I just saw this guy killing it. And I said, you know, I'm going to try that method. And it actually, actually worked really well. I did. It was a funny thing. We, we were, we, you know, we were getting our, our next meet ready for turning and and Merle Whitebook, a great guy, comes walking up all humble and just hurt and he's like, I gotta tell you, you know, one of your pieces of chicken was DQ'd or not DQ'd, but it, it was inedible because it was undercooked, that one piece. And I was like, Yeah, see la vie, you know, had another beer and just kept on trucking and you know, whatever happens happens. I didn't think my chicken was gonna score either way, so it didn't make much of a difference. And then when we got a seventh place call in chicken, I was like, holy, you know, holy crap. How'd that just happen? But cool. You know, sympathy points, I guess. So how does it work like that? If you have an inedible piece, just that piece gets disqualified? Well, we still got, we still got our score in appearance, which was only a seven. And then, and then we got a two and a two because it was inevitable. 
but your lowest scores dropped. So we still had five other pieces of chicken that got pretty solid scores to get us a seven. Right. And, um, you know, we, you always ask, do you taste your food? Normally we don't. It is what it is, and we turn it in. But this time we prepped an extra piece exactly the same, put it in a tin, covered it, came back a half hour later so we could taste what the judge were tasting, and Josh loved it. I can't stand chicken. I think it's meant to be fried. Um, but he loved it. I thought it was okay, and, you know, we scored. Yeah, so seventh place overall, certainly uh, happy with that, considering the events that took place after the fact. Uh, so you got a little momentum rolling. You get into ribs, uh, third overall. Uh, Josh, if you could kind of relive ribs for us a second. I mean, are you happy with third? Were they a little bit better than that, or did you get lucky on ribs? Yeah, no, ribs, we um, we – we, they cooked well. They, they had great color. Um, we did feel that they had they were maybe a little slightly overcooked. Um, and you know we try to get that perfect that leave the bite kind of kind of rib. And we uh, so when we turned them in, they looked good, but we were just we didn't have that. Oh, these are the greatest things we've ever turned in type of feeling. So um, we turned them in. And we were we were happy with them, but we thought we could have done a little bit better. So as they were going through the call on that and we got the third in ribs, we were just, we were pumped and, and we kind of looked at each other afterwards and we talked about it and we said, hey, I guess, I guess we need to really err on the side of, because people always come up to you and they say, oh, you know, my ribs are so good they fall off the bone. And is that how your ribs are? Well, not really. And, and people don't understand that aren't in the barbecue competition world that that fall off the bone isn't exactly what you're looking for. So I think, and we've kind of come to the realization that maybe we do need, do need to err on that side of a little bit more overcooked as opposed to, to, to more, more tough because that's what the average guy is looking for. And at the end of the day, a lot of those judges, they're guys that just want to eat, you know, and so it's got to be something good on their lips. Josh Baker and Mike Weiss joining us here on the show. El Fuego Fiasco is the name of the team. We're talking about their win at Stagecoach Barbecue Championship event in Indio, California this past weekend. All right, so then we come to pork. So you're getting a little bit better. You know, chicken was good. Ribs were a little bit better than that. Bang, you take pork first place overall. Mike, I mean, how awesome was that? Um, it was surreal. When we got that call in pork, everything was just, my mind went blank. In fact, I do not remember our call in brisket. I just remember getting a call for grand champion because it's like when you faint and you wake up and you're like, what happened? That's how it was after the first place. And guys around us are going, Hey, you guys got a chance. And I'm all, what are you talking about? And Josh said, Oh, we could get it. And I go, well, if we don't get a call and brisket, maybe we can get a GC. That'd be cool. And, um, it, I mean, at that point I was overwhelmed. We, we did have a really good piece of, of, of pork. We were real happy with that tourney. Me and Josh were kind of bickering over, you know, which part of the, what, you know, which, which money muscle to turn in. And I just, I said, you know what, it's your call. And, and he called that part and I called the rest and, you know, and it, it was awesome. I mean, it was just, I, I, I don't know. I was stoked. It was cool. That was the first time we've ever, every, every team that's, that's ever done it, they put their box together and they look at it like, that's the best one we've ever done. And they turn them in and half the time they don't score for anything. And then you're going back right. scratching your head. So when we turned it in and we both said that's the best work we've ever done and it scored first, it was like, okay, I, okay, we don't need to change anything more. <laughs> this is it. And from here on out, if, if we don't score when we think it's good, it's not our fault. It's just a bad judge. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pinnacle of porkness right there getting first overall. All right, so then you move into brisket. Now, you get the call there, seventh place. So, two-part question, uh, Mike. Were you happy or how happy were you with the brisket? And then once you get that call, do you guys immediately start looking at each other and go, this one's in the bag, grand championship? Or do you think, well, at least we have an outside shot of getting first or second? Um. I, I just thought maybe at this point we got a chance for reserve because our brisket was pretty. And it was one of those boxes where I sliced the brisket and my slices laid in diagonal. I didn't have to trim the sides off to fit them in the box. It was just it was just flawless. My burnt ends were insane. And, you know, we used Susie Q, and I, I packed it on that those burnt ends and fired them up and just, uh, they, it was just a phenomenal box. We were not happy whatsoever, though, with the taste or the texture, so therefore I thought we'd get a, 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 not even a top 10, and we were going to end up with you know a GC at that point. Reserve GC. I mean, a reserve. Sorry, not a GC, but a reserve. All right, so, Josh, as they're ticking down, they're calling third place, they get to reserve your names not called. Do you immediately think that you've won it at that point, or do you think something's gone uh, heinously awry? Well, well, once Mike kind of touched on earlier, Mike had kind of glassed over once we hit that hit that port call, and he was just kind of in shock. And I'm sitting there, you know, trying to crunch the numbers in my head and thinking, okay, who who else got some multiple top five calls? And so I'm like, I know we've got, that's four calls. And so once we hit that seven, I'm thinking to myself, okay, as long as one of those other guys that got a top, like a guy that got top ribs or top chicken, doesn't pull a top three and and brisket, we've got a chance. And so when that didn't happen, I'm like, okay, this, this could actually really be happening. And um, so when they called the reserve and it wasn't who I thought it was, I'm like, okay, it's got to be us then. Because I, the only one I thought was close, and when he didn't get called, I'm like, this is us. And when they called it, they just said, I guess the chicken, the raw chicken recipe's here to stay. And then we just jumped <laughs> up. And it was just, it, it, was, it was just crazy. Now we were, and everyone is, the best part about this, this whole community is everybody is genuinely happy for the people that win and they come around and they, and they congratulate you and they thank you. It, it's just, it's a great experience. I mean, it, it's just been, it's what, two, three days afterwards. And we're still, you know, me and Mike are still on a high. It's just been, it's been awesome. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, by the way, we're talking with Mike Weiss and Josh Baker from El Fuego Fiasco. Uh, guys, how many events do you plan on cooking this year? Uh, this year we're, we're a couple more now. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. we're, we got, we got Christie's queuing for kids coming up. We got one in Westminster we're doing after that. And then we're going to, um, we're going to make the trek out to the Royal. We're already planning the logistics for that. Um, it's been my dream since I was cooking to, to cook in the Jack since I saw it on food network. And, and I just, that's my dream. So if we did, get that draw, that one in a million, well, I don't think it's that high of odds, but I mean, if we did get that draw, we'll, we'll have to forfeit the Royal just because of financial and, and, and time when, and definitely go do the Jack. And the Jack's just something I've always dreamed of doing. Um, I know you always ask that question, would you rather win the Royal or the Jack? I just want to get to one. You know, just, just the fact of being at the Jack, I could care less if I, if I do want to beat the international teams. Um, but other than that, I, mean, I just want to get there. The prestige is amazing. But 
odds are we'll end up at the Royal. And then uh, after the Royal, we're going to go for that World Food Championships. That's a, I guess that's an invitational. And uh, that's going to be in Vegas in November. We're going we're gonna to try and get out to that one. Josh, let me ask you this before I let you go. You know, you're around guys that have, you know, jambo pits and huge close pits, $1,000, $1,500, $2,500 pits, and you guys are basically cooking on, you know, a couple of UDS uh, and maybe some ancillary grills and that. Does that just go to show that it is the cook and not the cooker? It, you know, it, it is, and I think, you know, it's almost like the cat's out of the bag. Those UDSs put out some great meat. And, and, you know, a lot of our, when we're doing competitions, it is a hobby for us. So we have to, you know, to fund the hobby, we always do PC when we can and try and make a little bit of money. And the general public just, they love the UDS because it, it's, it's the regular, it's the average Joe. I hate to use that terminology, but it's the everyday guy. He can, he can do that. He can envision that. And he, he can envision, you know, he doesn't have a jambo pit. You know, he can't just go home and do that. They see ours, and they know they can do it. And so when we started cooking on them, and, and we looked and we've toyed with over the last couple of years, okay, maybe we should go with some pellet cookers. Maybe we should go with a spice wine. You know, let's, let's, let's mix it up. But the UDSs are, I mean, we've, we've just loved them from day one. And uh, now, don't, don't get us wrong. They're not regular old UDSs by themselves. We, we are using some fans and some laptops and that sort of thing. But... Uh, so it's kind of funny. You've got technology and anti-technology. So um, yeah, we got a hundred-dollar pit with a thousand dollars worth of technology riding <laughs> up. But that's just because we want. The only reason we're cooking with fans is because we want our ribs done in exactly four hours. We want our shoulders off in exactly fourteen, and that's what those fans allow us to do by providing two hundred and forty ambient temperature for exactly that amount of time. And, and it gets it down to a science, and that consistency will, will help you put out a good texture mainly. But when I'm at home, it's rare that I'll run those fans. I just let them rip willy-nilly. It's done when it's done. Sometimes my shoulders are done in 12 hours. Sometimes they're 14. I don't care. But, but the UDS not only smoke roasts your food, but because you're cooking over the, you know, your charcoal's two feet below, you're slowly getting a grilled texture. And, and let's face it, I love a grilled steak much better than a roasted steak. And right. you're putting a little bit of a grill to that brisket. You're putting a little bit of grill to your competition. You're putting a little bit of grill to your shoulder. When we're pulling off that meat, they have beautiful grill marks on them. Um, and, and that extra level of, you know, that extra profile flavor of, of you know, you have smoke roast like most stick burners or, or pellets or anything like that, but adding that grill to the equation just gives it that that extra flavor that just makes them amazing. Mike Weiss and Josh Baker are the pitmasters for El Fuego Fiasco, and they just pulled off their first GC over at Stagecoach in Indio, California. Guys, again, apologize for that technical difficulty up front. Glad we could iron it out and have you guys uh, on and continue success in the future. Repeat the last part again, just a hair. Oh, I just said continued success in the future, absolutely. Oh, we just wanted to hear you, we wanted to hear you say that again, because you hear it twice, it's even better. Hey, thanks a lot for having <laughs> us on the show, we love it. We love what you're doing for barbecue. I mean, you're, you're out there pounding the pavement, and it, it's a great service what you provide for everybody. 
All right, guys. Well, I certainly appreciate it. And, uh, again, we'll uh, look forward to having you on again here in the, uh, in the near future. Continued success. There they are. Uh, the guys from El Fuego Fiasco, Mike Weiss and Josh Baker. Uh, wanted to go a little bit over there to kind of uh, make up for the fiasco of technical difficulties. I know what I did. It's my fault. If I only had an engineer to help me do the show at the same time, uh, things wouldn't go uh, as awry. But I'm stuck here trying to think by myself. You ever had me think in a room for crying out loud? Danger about. All right, gang, as many of you know, I have gotten my grimy little mitts on a pellet cooker. First thing I thought right off the bat, I got to call Barbecuers Delight. And here's why. Because they're widely considered to be the pellet resource for pellet-fired cookers. That's right. Whether on the competition trail or in your backyard, folks choose Barbecuers Delight wood pellets more than any other brand for their superior quality and flavor. And you should give them a try as well. You can find them at barbecuersdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option. Buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets. Load about one-third cup into the pot and then place it into your cooker or grill and let that sweet, succulent smoke take care of the rest. Now, maybe you're not familiar with these pellets. Let me give you a little insight. You know, when pellets are made, all of that air within the cellular structure of the wood is evacuated, thus concentrating the wood into a very dense form, much denser than natural trees. And as compared to other wood flavor enhancers, pellets will yield a more intense smoke more quickly, which seals the food, locking in natural moisture and adding smoke flavor exactly when it's needed. And since pellets have been processed from sawdust by pressure, that generates heat and any contaminants present in the wood are eliminated process produces a sterile smoking wood product of consistent quality and pellets are easy to use since you don't soak them in water prior to use it's easy to blend flavor woods and produce consistent results each and every time with the use of barbecuers delight wood pellets now here's something you need to remember when you're buying these barbecuers delight pellets the one pound bag is 100 wood flavor but if you have a pellet cooker like me it's a little bit different candy and the folks at barbecuers delight have determined that a blend of two-thirds oak and one-third fruit wood is the way to go to ensure smoke flavor and consistent BTU temperatures. Now, do yourself a favor. Go grab some Barbecuers Delight pellets right now. Visit them at bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all the flavors they have and stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks. Barbecuers Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. bbqrsdelight.com. That's barbecuersdelight.com. We're going to come back with a little sauce review. I also have some thoughts on a kooky doctor in England who took out all of her ex-boyfriend's teeth. What? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Boys Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio break. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks again to Mike Weiss and Josh Baker from Health Mago Fiasco for joining me. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't there we go. Uh, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. What do I do with the uh, nerds? Thanks to the uh, Canadians for hosting me here tonight. What's up? going to go ahead and do this uh sauce tasting here we go uh sauce number one this is the one i actually wanted to try most this is called uh it's from hog heaven by the way attention jews this is kosher that's right jewish if you keep a kosher house and you have been looking for a kosher barbecue sauce and this is going to be right up your alley uh it's hog heaven the website is hogheavenfoods.com ira pupco giving me this sample and uh tonight first we're going to be trying the uh apric- uh, geez, the apricot jalapeno let me pull that out here and uh it's, it comes in a ball jar not gonna lie those always kind of freak me out a little bit kind of remind me of having something made in your house. All right, so uh, I'm just kind of swirling this around. Get a little nose here. Oh, wow. That is something. So, like, the first thing that hits my nose, <laughs> this is going to sound a little weird, uh, is uh, baby food. Like, apricot baby food, I guess. So initially, I'm like, ah. but then there's some more like uh, more barbecue sauce tones in it, and I can definitely smell a jalapeno component in there as well, uh, some garlic. Actually, let's go ahead and uh, look at the ingredients list if we have one here. Oh, we don't. That's fine. Here we go. Testing. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see this. Um, but here's like a little uh, viscosity check. And then you can see, you know, it kind of coats the spoon fairly nicely. Uh, it does have like specks of flavor that you can see in there. So let's go ahead and uh, get a little bit on the spoon and uh, take a test. All right, so it's hot, uh, jalapeno hot right up front. Right there on the... Uh, I, uh, to me, I always know jalapeno hot because it builds uh, rapidly right up on the front of my tongue and then starts to blow back from there. It's not insane. Uh, if you don't have a very good uh, heat palate, you're probably going to find it a little obnoxious. Um, uh, you know, I got to be honest. I'm not a fan. There are some decent aspects to the sauce, uh, like the heat. I actually don't mind at all. Um, that's is probably if I was going to be making a hot barbecue sauce, that's probably where I would want it to be heat wise. Um, for the for the lames that have a, a non heat palate, this is probably going to be about a seven or eight for you. 
So you might be blowing a little fire out of the butthole uh, at the end of the day when you're uh, eating it on ribs or you put it on chicken. The thing that I'm lost on, I don't think the apricot, this is just me. By the way, by the way, let me preface this. Is this on? Who am I to sit here and judge a barbecue sauce? What's the one thing that I say consistently throughout, especially when I'm doing live judges? Take my opinion and my evaluation with a grain of salt. My palate is different than your palate. I've made no bones about that I like vinegar, that I like heat, that I'm not a big fan of sweetness or anything like that. I mean, that's just my palate. So, you know, apricot is, you know, inherently going to be kind of sweet, right? Uniquely to this sauce, it kind of tastes like it smells. But for me, the hog heaven apricot jalapeno is a uh, no-no. Not for me. Get that big stuff out of here. However, I'm very excited to continue on. And uh, I'm now going to the smokehouse heat. So this looks like a more traditional style barbecue sauce. Let me see what we got going in here. Um, oh, that's right. John Dawson apologizing for standing me up. Sorry, right, John. No need to apologize. All right. Now, let me go around here. Stirring it up a little bit on the sides. Let's go ahead and get the nose. Oh, oh, oh ladies and gentlemen, I believe what we have here is called liquid smoke. Get that big stuff out of here. That's bad. I don't like liquid smoke. And, yeah, there's a lot of it now. Wow. I'm, I'm just not a fan of the liquid smoke. And, I, and it does well. I know it does. All right, here's your viscosity check right here. So it's uh, a little bit thicker than the uh, apricot jalapeno. And then uh, here's what it looks like. So, again, uh, specs of flavor. It's kind of you know sticking on the spoon a little bit better. Um, this is plastic, though. Um. I wonder if this is like, well, I'm not even going to bother with that. All right. Quickly taste test. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. This is, oh, there's that heat, though. Um. This has a huge smoke component. Get that big stuff out of here. Uh, it, is, it is monstrous in the smoke department. Now, the only thing that's saving that sauce from a uh, swift ass kicking for me is the back end heat on that. Um, it doesn't have the same attack on the front of the tongue like jalapeno would. But, uh, wow. That is a... Uh, one hell of a smoke component on that sauce, which makes me shudder to a certain degree with the uh, hog heaven uh, smokehouse um, standard. This isn't going to be the, the high heat version. This is just going to be the standard sauce. Um, that one had a huge smoke component on it. I can only imagine that so is this one. Uh, so it's not as bad. It's not as bad. 
Uh, guys at work, guess what? These are going to be uh, given to you tomorrow. <laughs> Go. All right. So I'm trying to pick out a definite flavor profile here. It is definitely sweeter than the other two sauces. However, the smoke component is almost non-existent. So uh, I, I certainly appreciate the fact that they want to weigh. There's a little, but compared to the smokehouse heat, uh, the smokehouse regular, not nearly the smoke component that the smokehouse heat had. All right, so uh, if we're rating, uh, the original smokehouse is one that I would certainly give as a gift. Um, it's too sweet for me. I wouldn't really put it on anything. and uh, but So that one's going to take top prize. Uh, the other two I'm giving a wild pass on. Get that big stuff out of here. However, it might be your cup of tea, and that's why you want to visit Hog Heaven Foods, hogheavenfoods.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Hog Heaven's Sauces, and you can also follow them on Twitter, which would be at Hog Heaven Sauces. So they all can't be winners, right? That's the bottom line. And there was something else I was going to – oh, I, I want to thank Ira Pupko. He takes a big risk. I mean he, he's very anxious to have me try his sauces. And you know, I always tell everybody, if you're going to send me your sauce, I'm going to evaluate it honestly, and it's my palate. And if you don't listen to the show and you're not familiar with the show and what my palate likes or finds appetizing, there could be an issue. You might not like the review. But I do thank Ira for sending me these three to try. And uh, regardless, they're going to get put to good use um, without a shadow of a doubt. So I don't worry about that. And then, folks, there's this. Merrick Olwushki got all of his teeth pulled by his dentist ex-girlfriend. Get that big stuff out of here. Jeez. Dentist pulls all X's teeth out. Anna Makawayak faces jail time. I don't know if any of you saw this. I saw it making its round on Twitter earlier today. Uh, Merrick Alzawiski got all of his teeth pulled by his dentist ex-girlfriend, whom he had just told to beat it. Get that big stuff out of here. A scorned dentist is facing jail time after surgically removing all of her ex-boyfriend's teeth after he dumped her, authorities in London said. Uh, Merrick Olswiski, 45, made the mistake of scheduling an appointment this week with his ex-34-year-old Anna McAwayak for a toothache, according to the Daily Mail. So McAweeack allegedly did what any burned bow with a set of pliers and some anesthetic would do. She doped him up, pulled out his teeth, and wrapped his head with bandages so he wouldn't notice. What? Uh-oh. What? Give me a break. <laughs> Honey, 
why is my head wrapped in six inches of towel? Oh, it's standard practice. Just go home, scumbag. I mean, just go home, honey. It's fine. I tried to be professional and detach myself from my emotions, uh, the dentist told news site. But when I saw him lying there, I just thought, what a bastard. I hate that bastard. Get that big stuff out of here. He could tell something was wrong when he awoke and couldn't feel any teeth in his mouth. What? That's right. He couldn't feel any teeth in his mouth. But he said Makowick assured him that he'd be fine once the numbness wore off. <laughs> I didn't have any reason not to doubt her. I mean, I thought she was professional, he said. He was wrong. But when I got home, I looked in the mirror, and I couldn't fucking believe it. Hers words, not mine. That bitch had emptied my mouth. <laughs> Wazowski's new girlfriend dumped him because, well, she couldn't date a man with any teeth. Get that big stuff out of here. Loser. Makowitz is under investigation for medical malpractice and abusing the trust of a patient. She could face three years in jail for the alleged stunt. I guess I should say that, right? Allegedly, reportedly, she took these teeth out of her boyfriend's head. Uh, Olszewski plans on saving money to get indents or something. <laughs> Saving money? You idiot. What are you doing? Let me get this right. You break up with your girlfriend for who knows why. She's a dentist. Your teeth hurt. She's obviously not very happy with the fact that you broke up with her. So the best idea that you could come up with would be to make an appointment with her where she has implements to take your freaking chiclets out of your head. Probably not the best idea, dude. As you're learning every day now, how much is that Dennis bill going to set you back when you finally get new chiclets put in your dome, brother, brother, who knows thousands of dollars beyond a shadow of a doubt. All right. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ central show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. I got to try. Yo, you easier way to do that than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. Need some validation before you head on over to butcherbbq.com. Fine. How about the last three winners of the Houston Livestock Barbecue Contest have all used butcher barbecue products? How about the fact that the pitmaster of butcher barbecue uses butcher barbecue products? Big surprise, right? All that did get him third place in case he has team leader for 2011. Need I say more? I don't. I don't need to say more. All of you know that Butcher's well-known for their injections, the pork, the beef, now this prime injection, which has combined all things love with their beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep their juice get, briskets juicy. They have combined it with the taste standard and beef flavor. It's available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. 
Uh, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rubber sauce. Friends, you've hit the mother load here again. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my favorite personal items is the steak brisket rub. You can grab some honey rub as well. Garnered a lot of an internet recognition last year. Try the premium rub, especially if you inject the butchers, because it is formulated to work with the injection. It's a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And last but not least, Butcher Barbecue, that sweet barbecue sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, as I just proved, I'm as picky as it gets, but Butcher Barbecue Sauce wins in every category for me every time. It's not overly sweet. It's got a nice slice of tang. It's just the right amount of back-end heat. For crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Thank you. Get that big out of here. The time and effort to make a quality sauce, and he didn't take the easy way out like most people do when they add that devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six, or better yet, a half a dozen. It's going to go very fast. And no worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Orders at $55 or more will ship at seven U.S. bones. Orders $56 and up ship at nine bucks. Cheap. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. ButcherBBQ.com. That's the website. Butcher Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're going to head to the second hour for the Barbecue Radio Roundtable. Stick around. We'll be right back. Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey craziness. Alright guys, we're back. A uh, very quick segment coming up here. How quick? Just this quick. We're going into the second hour. Stick around. Be right back. From my heart and from my hand Why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men.
everybody can hear me, right? There we go. Okay, good. I had myself muted. I'm very ashamed. Uh, and then we're just waiting for uh, one other guy here to show up, and he should be here any second. Of course, there he is right on time. And uh, we'll add him to the mix. And we should be uh, good to go from here. All right. Uh, joining me here for the second hour. It's a very special second hour, something I don't typically do, which is where I invite all of my competitors and make sure they realize who the superior radio talk show and barbecue is. I'm not going to ask Never to admit that. I would never do that. But I want to get their opinions on a number of different topics here tonight. So let me go ahead and introduce the panel for you. second longest than me, uh, Huck Jr. from Huck's Hut. It's an order of seniority. That would be Chad Ward from Whiskey Bend Barbecue. Jr. Rapid and uh, growing shows on the face of uh, internet barbecue history. Shane Draper of So I certainly appreciate you taking time to join me here tonight. Uh, so I figured what we do here for the first uh, few minutes before we go into the first break is talk to you each individually a little bit. Get a little scope about you and, you know, what your show is all about, what you like to cover, a little uh, pimping up front. Uh, Huck Jr., since you have been doing it uh, almost as long as I have, a little intro on you and uh, what's in the hut about. Hey, everybody. My name is Huck Jr. Uh, our podcast is based on... Uh, panel discussion about news, reviews, uh, a lot of competition talk as of late. Um, but basically the, the goings-on in barbecue, kind of like a, 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 a first-take type of show, so to speak, how first-take uh, has its approach to sports. That's, that's our, uh, our show, show's approach to barbecue. Huck, how long have you been doing the show now? Wow. Uh, I believe we started in 2009, so uh, th- it'll be three years coming up in, jeez, um, August, September? Three years in September. Just show, Huck. I don't know. <laughs> three years right, in uh, September. Could be wrong. Could be now, four, uh, but you three also years. Do a live show. You also do a live show on OutdoorCookingChannel.com as well? That That's correct. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, you know, pimp, pimp my setup uh, better so that I can get the uh, the faces of our uh, my co-panelists as well. Uh, you know, a la right. Mr. Rimpy. For a uh, very large fee, I'll be more than happy to consult with you on that. All right. Now, next up uh, in the seniority ranks is Pitmaster of Whiskey Bent Barbecue and somebody who, uh, Chad, I certainly appreciate you guys playing gracious host to my parents. No, uh, obviously the results weren't exactly what you guys were looking for, but they had a great time nonetheless. Tell us a little bit about the Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit when you started it and what the scope of the show was, buddy. Well, first off, Huck obviously doesn't have a degree in marketing. So let me finish up telling you, Huck's Hut is comprised of panelists that... (laughs) Panelists that include uh, Neil Strotter, Big Mista. Danielle Diva Q. Domofsky, George Hensler, currently uh, Wayne Brown, Big Wayner, has been in for a round table, and myself, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue. So, Hugs Hut has a great panel of uh, contributors, and since Hug decided to leave that out, I thought I'd hit it. Now, Greg, can I move forward within the pit? 
Please Whoa. go ahead. <laughs> so, all right. So in the pit radio, we've been on for I guess six to eight months now, and uh, was approached by Daryl Mass from Barbecue Superstars at the Orlando Sam's Club event last year, and said, "Hey, what do you think about doing a, a radio show on one night a week?" And I said, "Well, I'll, I'll give it a try." And actually, you know, me and Greg have talked about this on another show, but kind of called Greg and got his blessing. You know, because I've I've always looked up to Greg and and really have enjoyed his show for for all these years, and I've listened to every one of them. And he said, "Hey, I'll I'll do whatever I can to help you." And so my different approach to it is, we kind of take more of a I've always said a Roy Firestone approach. If you're an old school ESPN guy, um, most of the guests come on for 45 minutes, and we have two a week, and we really dig into how did you get started, what drives you to cook competitive barbecue. Uh, we walk through the four categories. We talk about cookers. We talk about all those things. So some newbies like it um, if they're kind of really detail-oriented, but a lot of competition cooks really like it, and that was kind of the thing we were going for. So it's been rather successful. We're usually always in the top three in the food category on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, Greg, just appreciate all the help you've given us so far. Yeah, absolutely, Chad. It's certainly my uh, pleasure. And when uh, what days are you on, Chad? We're on Tuesday nights uh, from 7 to 9. So you come over to Blog Talk Radio, look up Whiskey Vent Barbecue in the pit. You got your, your barbecue fix from 7 to 9. Then you immediately go over to the Outdoor Cooking Channel, and you got Rempy from 9 to 11. And that was on purpose, by the way. It's a four-hour block of barbecue extravaganza. All right. Uh, thank you, Chad. And, of course, we move over and to the One last thing, on Greg. The, yeah, go. I do want to say having Bill, Connie, and Katie in camp a couple weekends ago was was a blast. And uh, as much as people think you're an artist with what you do on the radio, your sister's ten times that with what she does with the camera. Hey. Get that big stuff out of here. <laughs> We're not complimenting the host of the show, Chad. Let's go ahead and, you know, just leave it off to the side for off-air discussion. All right, uh, Chad, or Shane, uh, you're the newest comer to the barbecue landscape and radio uh, obviously, you've been a guest on this show a number of times through uh, either one-on-one interviews or uh, the roundtable interviews, which we certainly appreciate and adore. A little background about Shane Draper and what in uh, getting sauced with uh, Draper's Barbecue is all about. Yeah, I guess I'm the uh, the capitalist pig of the group. My <laughs> we're, we're, We started out as a sauce and rub company, uh, and a little bit of a catering company. We also do competitions. Um, and our show with getting sauced, the, the focus is really... Um, kind of like how Chad gives the the back behind the scenes of of competition. We really want to give behind the scenes and the personalities that that are bringing these uh, all these products um, out and putting them on shelves. And really want to give people a, a a real insight into what it takes. I mean, everyone assumes um, that you know you, you put a you put a product out there and you're a millionaire and it was easy and uh, well. We, the, the whole focus of our show is to, to prove that there's nothing, nothing further from the truth. And uh, what day of the week are you on, Shane? Uh, we go uh, Wednesdays, uh, 7 to 9 uh, Central Time. So it would be uh, what, uh, 8 to 10 for, uh, for the East Coast folks. All right, Shane, I'm going to ask you this, and I don't mean any disrespect. But the two of us on this panel are in the big leagues. When is Shane Draper making the switch to Outdoor Cooking Channel? Be the first to scoop. Let us know exactly when you're going to do it. 
Uh, a lot of that will have to do with uh, with my internet connectivity uh, here at the at the house. Um, I've I've been buying the gear, getting it ready. Um, but as many of you know, we're in the middle of a building pro- project, building a new uh, headquarters for uh, <laughs> DBQ World headquarters, as we've been calling it for Draper's Barbecue. Um, that that's the priority right now, man. Um, Got to keep the uh, the doors open and and stay focused on that. We still do the show every Wednesday, but right now until that building gets done i I can't add any other uh any other chaos to my life chad ward you're on block talk radio right now uh when are you making the uh trip over the big leagues show for everybody go ahead greg it should be soon it's purely nothing but laziness yes Nothing more than honesty ah. is something I appreciate and adore. Because, I mean, you know, I've put the money aside. I can buy the equipment. It's just really getting with you and Kevin and, and pulling it together. And, I mean, right now I've got such a and, – and understand, too, because I travel a little bit, it's yep. nice to have the minimalist lifestyle, uh, you know, a decent mic and some headphones. But I, I really would like to come over to the Outdoor Cooking Channel, so I just need to get with you and Kevin and just make it happen. I, I would hope by the end of the summer we have it done. All right. Well, uh, we'll look for that. Uh, guys, I'm going to have you uh, sit back and relax just for three minutes here while I talk about a, a very good sponsor of the show, uh, the longest-running sponsor of the show. Uh, you know them as the uh, good folks over in Warminster, Pennsylvania. The Barbecue Guru Gang, look. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, then stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why would you buy from any other company? Now, maybe you're not familiar with how these little beauties work. I'm not going to get into the minute details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once set, it keeps it running at the set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not this is real life you can take advantage of this technology yes even today because they have just recently announced their brand new model it is the uh, cyberq wi-fi so we're gonna have bob trudnack on next week to talk about it Uh, but look maybe you're a busy working professional perhaps you're just constantly on the run with the kids and doing errands quite frankly you just don't have the time to set around and tend to tempt. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple of spares uh, or slabs of ribs. But you're off to do whatever you want. If you need to get done, uh, the Guru maintains the temperature that you set it at. And there are currently now five different models to choose from. And they'll fit your budget. You have that Procom 4 wireless. You have the uh, CyberQ2, the DigiQ DX2, that PartyQ, and now the uh, CyberQ Wi-Fi. Now, that party queue, the easiest point of entry into pit temperature control devices at just $129. It's a self-contained package that runs on AA batteries. And if you're in the market for a cooker, you look no further than that Onyx oven. The Onyx oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country. It's fully insulated. It holds a lot of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, and works seamlessly with any of those Barbecue Guru pit temperature devices. So do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebarbecueguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call directly, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU or the 
bbqguru.com, the Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we're going to come back more with Shane Draper, Bruce McCall Jr., better known as Huck Jr., and Chad Ford, a whiskey bent barbecue in the pit, in the hut, and getting sauced with Draper's Barbecue. Stick around, we'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. Up on 14 past the hour. I have to correct the bumper intro. We are not broadcasting live from Cleveland. It is Windsor, Ontario, Canada. the hockey lovers for having me in here what did i do with my money i had a two dollar guys i don't know if you've ever been to canada but in canada uh two dollars is a coin maybe you've never seen that all right uh, chad let's start with you we're going to be talking about a number of uh, various topics here for the rest of the evening and the first one we'll talk about obviously is going to come to a huge head probably in the next let's say month or so which is going to be barbecue pitmaster season three I've had executive producer John Marcus on a number of times. He said that this would probably be the best of both worlds of the show. So, Chad, you have a various insider contacts, both in FBA and KCBS, you know, top men in the industry. What have you heard about the show? Obviously, it's being filmed now. Do you know anybody in it? You know, can you lend any type of insider information to us? I know a couple of people that are in it, and I probably shouldn't say that. Um, and I also had the chance uh, before the Venice contest to spend a couple days with Myron, which uh, he was he was pretty tight on not giving up much, but he gave up a little. And I will tell you, I think uh, there's one thing, there's two things personally I don't like about it. One is that they go to a contest site, but none of the teams cook in the contest. So I would much rather see the teams cook the contest, and then if you want to give them something on Friday to play with to, to maybe offset you know, the, the competition scores, that's great. But to me, they're going to the contest, taking up space, trying to kind of hone in on the contest, but not giving anything back. Um, so that to me is one. And two is, I mean, I don't know what the channel is they're calling it on Discovery, but it's, to me it's Discovery the Ocho. Um, I don't know how many people will have Discovery Destination or whatever it's called, but, you know, we'll obviously see. Once again, I think barbecue on TV is great, but if you're going to drag your RV out there, your crew out there, the teams out there, make them cook that contest. And then maybe you look at the contest results plus a ancillary event on Friday and make a determination. Don't just drag them out there not let any of them turn anything in and just, you know, do a dog and pony show. That That's the part that rubs me a little bit wrong. And that's probably why Whiskey Bim... Go ahead. I was going to say, let me ask you a, a quick follow-up question to that, Chad. Uh, considering how you feel about that, if you gotten a call from the Pitmasters uh, executive producers, segment producers, and said, hey, we want Whiskey Bent to be on there, uh, would you have declined if they would have told you this is what it would have been like? No, I, I, I obviously would have went. Um for sure. So, you know, not, not, it's, it's not a, it's not a, 
kind of rotten apples thing. It's more of a, you know, John Marcus hadn't picked us the last two years. I don't think he's going to the next 10. So I'm really not worried about screwing any of that up. It's it's just the fact that if you're going to show up to a contest and you're going to cook it, why not have a shot at the real money? And I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like Myron Jr. here, but, you know, it, it would have – I mean, it would be nice to be able to cook the contest and do the, the show at the same time. Uh, Shane, you uh, obviously are into competing as well. Uh, and, and, again, you know, just like Chad, you have industry contacts. You know a lot of people out there on the competition circuit. Uh, do you know anybody personally that is uh, a part of the show? And what have you heard about it? Are you excited to see it? Give us a little breakdown on your perspective. Yeah, I mean, like Chad, we, we probably actually know the uh, the same handful of folks uh, that can neither be confirmed nor denied that are a part of the show. Um, I, I agree with them 100%. You know, if you're going to show up and do a show, uh, don't take up space at an event unless you're going to cook the event. Um, I think the format Chad just described would be great. Um, do, do a little extra competition on the side to break them out, you know, from the event, but have them actually cook the, uh, the real deal event. I mean, w- will I still watch it? Absolutely. It's barbecue on TV. Um, I hate that it's kind of a tertiary channel, if you will, that, um, maybe not a lot of people have, but you know that they're going to rerun the heck out of that for like the next six months to a year. Um, so everyone's going to see it uh, in some form or fashion on one of those five channels that, that, you know, or ten channels that Discovery owns. Shane, would you have taken part if they would have called you? Um, that's a tough one for me, man. Uh, a lot of our decisions this year have been based heavily around what's good for the company, not so much good for our team. Um, so we, we reorganized our schedule. We, we had set out to do 15 events this year and scaled that back to five really quick after uh, we saw that we are going to break ground on this, on this headquarters and stuff. So I probably would have had to back out based on that. But otherwise, yeah, I would show up. I mean, I don't mind making an ass of myself on TV. I do it every day in real life. Uh, Shane, do you think there's going to be a time, because you said you'll watch barbecue on television every time it's on, you think barbecue on TV is, is good for barbecue as a whole. Do you think if it continues the way it's going, and as I guess we're speculating this season to be, is there going to be a time when barbecue might come on television and you're just going to pick up the remote and change it away? Yeah, I think it's it, you can have what I call the, the NASCAR effect where um, – it's too much. It's it's too much commercialization, and you're going to lose a core group of people. Um, but you're always going to have a big group of fans. So uh, the the sport or the industry, I think, would have to um, develop almost like a league system more than what KCBS offers for that to happen. But I think there's there's absolutely a chance that us old you know five years from now us old diehards, if you will. Um, may not appreciate where the sport ends up. All right, uh, Huck Jr., you have the last word on here. Obviously, you have a huge context in the industry. You've talked to executive producers that have won Emmy Awards. Uh, any insight that you can give us that you know of? Uh, I'm assuming, except because I'm the only one who doesn't know, evidently, these handful of people that are uh, competing, but that's why I'm uh, left out in the cold. Uh, anything that you could lend to this uh, conversation as far as what you know about the show, if you're excited, the, what you know about it, all that good stuff? Well, I know I know a handful of folks that are on the show, either through uh, Facebook picture slips or, you know, direct news 
uh, or, or you know being being in direct contact uh, with some of the folks uh, you know at the at, at any particular event. Um, it's basically it's, you know it's definitely what Chad mentioned. It's a sandbox event, is what I call it. You know. You you got you got all the big kids around, and I don't I don't mean to minimize the cooks that are cooking in the contest. I'm just talking about their their contest, their clothes contest in particular. It, you know, you got like the kids table and the adults table, kind of. You know what I mean? It's just a sandbox off to the side. Uh, as far as um, I I do know this, as far as some of the meats, I believe it's not all competition meats as previously thought. Believe it or not, it's, you know, like, you know, well, it's not all competition meat. <laughs> I guess so I'll just, it could I'll, be, uh, there was a, a conversation that I had had with John Marcus a little while back where he said that he was almost throwing it back to the Outdoor Life Network type things where it wasn't all barbecue meat, there was some exotic stuff. So I'm guessing he might have reached back into that bag of tricks and tried to, to bring it back full circle. Right and and but in talking and in, in talking to folks, I, I don't think it's going to be like season two with the with folks going home based on uh, on a side dish, which was ridiculous. And and just just to jump back onto your question that you uh, asked Shane Greg, um, do I think do do uh, does he think that barbecue will get to the point barbecue on TV will get to the point where you pick up the remote and turn halfway through or something like that? I uh, just want to ask you, didn't didn't we do that with Best in Smoke? yeah so this is what i'm saying though right if you have a continual bastardization in a wrong sense at some point you're going to watch enough crappy barbecue on television where if somebody else says okay well here comes a new barbecue show you might not even give it a second thought you might not even set it to dvr if you see it live and you're able to catch it at that specific moment you might watch it but you might not be seeking it out i can still guarantee there's going to be a fairly large percentage of people either in the niche or who might have saw season one or season two and liked it to a certain degree that will find season three no matter where the hell it's going to be like chad said on whatever channel but i think if you continue to make a crappy barbecue product on television at some point it's just not going to be there again you know what greg and and we are, you know, we, we have to, we do have to realize this, and I, I know you do too, but um, we have to realize that we're a small group. I mean, myself, the co-panelists, uh, especially co-panelists on In the Hut, um, a lot of our listeners are, you know, are all, are mostly competitors. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we're we're talking, we're preaching to the choir, however... You know, I'm sure, you know, all of your listeners aren't all, you know, you know, in the competition field per se. And most of the TV viewers aren't either. So and, and everybody can relate to backyard barbecue. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess for for us, this this small group, you know, of, of people, of folks that are into competition barbecue, um, we need to I, 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 dare I say this. Sometimes take our comp- competitor hat off and just enjoy it for what we do for our company. Our, you know, our, our company. When I say company, meaning when folks come over my house, I'm 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 not making bite through chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Huck Jr., Chad Ward, and Shane Draper joining me here on the show. We're talking about some hot barbecue topics within the industry right now. Shane hosts. 
uh, getting sauced with Draper's Barbecue. Chad hosts uh, Whiskey Bed Barbecue in the Pit, and Huck Jr. hosts In the Hut. Um, two can be found on Block Talk Radio. Another one can be found right here on Outdoor Cooking Channel as well. Uh, guys, let me ask you about this, and we'll start with uh, Shane on this one. Sam's Club has is now in their second year. They're doing this tour in conjunction with KCBS to a large degree. And I want to get your take on this because I was talking with Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about a Sam's Club, and he made it a point to tell me that he did the uh, initial round but knew that even if he got top six or higher, he was not going to be competing in a regional round and then into the finals because points weren't going to be assessed for KCBS team of the year. Some people gave him flack for that. Um, I guess he technically wasn't penalizing anybody else. But a point that he brought out there, Shane, that I want your take on is he thought that maybe Sam's Club was testing the waters to potentially introduce their own competition circuit to the country. Any validity to that in your eyes, Shane? Yeah, I totally would buy into that. Um, in fact, when Dave said it, I mean, I, I kind of went off on a tangent in my head about, you know, these how you could set up like in a, a, a football or baseball, you know, scenario where you have like an American International League, if you will, um, and and do leagues and series, and I I could totally see how that could that could happen. You know, if if you rewind the clock, you know, what sixty years and look. You know the the transformations that football had to go through to get to where it's at today, or uh, NASCAR or baseball or whatever. You, you can see it's just kind of part of that evolution of a sport. If this is really going to be a sport, there's some things that have to happen, um, and one of those may well be a big entity like Sam's throwing enough money into it and making a bigger league or a, or another series, if you will that may rival or even take over what KCBS is doing. Chad, do you have a take on that? Chad? Of course I do, Greg. Of course oh. I do. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to wake no, you. I, I, I'm sorry. I think, it's, uh, I, I think Shane's absolutely right. I think it's something like, uh, Bass Masters slash, if you look at what Bass Pro Shops has into some of the underdeveloping leagues of fishing, I, I definitely think, now don't get me wrong, Sam's has paid for their market research over the last two years. But I think they're wanting to see kind of the field of dreams. If you build it, will they come? Um, and you know what? If they do, that's great. Um, and I think this year the rules are even better than last year. And this is talking to a guy that's that's one and done out of the local. Um, but, no, I, I think they are testing the waters, and I think if they're willing to put their money behind it to, to kind of make this mini circuit, they're going to get a lot of followers. Huck, what do you think about that? Uh, I think the same as uh, the two other guys. Uh, and, and, and and to add one uh, into addition, in addition to what Shane and uh, – both Shane and Chad said, um, I think uh, it was either last, I, I know it's both last year and this year, uh, a lot of the contests were, were, were scheduled on competitive dates. So, you know, I, if, if, that's a, if that's not a sign of a possible test on how, Sam's, how a Sam's Club, a totally Sam's Club ran, uh, uh, you know, event would go on, 
I, I don't I don't know what would be. You know, they they they, they schedule on popular uh, other popular contest dates and got them filled. So <laughs> I, I I feel that 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 they're looking to do it on their own as well. Now, one of the other things that come up as a, a tertiary issue with the Sam's Club is the fact that some longer standing, I guess, smaller events on competing weekends were getting or were having a very hard time getting filled because people were deciding to chase money and go over to the Sam's Club events. Huck, did you have you heard other uh, events being either canceled or, or having their attendance hurt because Sam's was in their area? You know what? I haven't heard of uh, events necessarily being canceled, but I, you know, and I can't name. I'm, I'm upset. I can't name the, the ones directly, but the the event in itself that you know that a Sam's Club event actually you know competed against was big enough to sustain you know the the, the thirty or thirty five folks that Sam's Club uh, have you know taken from them and you know and, and and was able to prosper without those teams, but. I would imagine. I mean, I'm pretty sure that uh, the contests, the you know, the Sam's Club regionals are are on a particular date. That not regionals. I'm sorry. The 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 initial contests are on dates that smaller contests have to bow out. And and I've seen, I'm seeing especially in the you know in the mid uh, the the mid Atlantic area, as the season goes on, the you know contests are getting canceled. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what goes on with that, but, you know, you, you get into the end of June and July and it's like, oh, yeah, we're not having it. Contest. I, Shane, I don't know hearing, what that. Uh, Shane, are you hearing other contests uh, that are running up against Sam's really becoming anemic in their attendance or might having to be canceled? I, I haven't, but I, I'm not as plugged in uh, in the last two years to the KCBS stuff. Um, you know, I, I think Huck makes a perfect point with. They've obviously picked some some dates to to see what will fill out, you know. And you're going to have those guys that are hunting the money. Look what happens when they announce that they're going to, you know, they they have the open season for it, if you will, and you could sign up. I mean, how many people were on their computer counting down to the last second so they could jump in and register? I mean, that was all you saw for two days was was the talk of did you get in or I didn't get in or they screwed us because they didn't reset the counters from last year or whatever it was so it's big already chad uh, you go ahead and round out this take here i mean you know you you've seen and you've been at some of the smaller events you know as they're competing at least in that initial round with the sam's club have there been some events that you know of or that have people told you that they were a little disenchanted with the fact that a big corporate uh conglomerate like sam's has come in and tried to compete with their well-established contest None that we've seen down here, um, and you know, you would you would ask them to take a look at the the total series, but down here we haven't seen much conflict between local contest and and Sam's Club qualifiers. So it, it's nice not to see that, and I think they take a little bit of it into consideration. But at the end of the day, they're they're a big corporate conglomerate. They they've got to do what makes sound for them logistically. So. You know, there may be some people that lose out in the mix, but at the end of the day, we had one bump up against the first contest in Tampa, but there were still enough teams to make it happen, and I don't think the local lost out much at all. All right, we are talking with Shane Draper, 
we are talking about Huck Jr., or we're talking with Huck Jr., and we are talking about Chad Ward. Or we're talking with Chad Ward. Maybe I can say wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. First, first we talked about Huck, and now we're talking about me. I'm getting offended. Yeah. Soon enough, we're going to be talking about uh, Shane Draper as well. All right, guys, hang tight here uh, just for three more minutes while I talk about uh, Fred Bernardo of uh, Fred's Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, you know, there's unsavory businesses, creeping marauders at each and every turn on the Internet, and I think we can all agree on that. But sometimes you are looking for a barbecue or grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown or the next town over or the next town over from that. Your options have become very limited, and you're now forced to go online to buy the item you want or go without it. So that Internet grip starts to set in. The hands start to sweat. Your neck tightens. You've been screwed on Internet purchases before, and you don't want it to happen again. After all, this is your hard-earned money you're spending. You need to feel confident that the company you're buying from is honest and fair. Great news. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks BBQ relieve you of your Internet buying stress. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, and they are ready to ship directly to you. Now, are there other places on the Internet that might have an item cheaper? Perhaps. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get the item you buy? How long is it going to take to get to you? All great questions that no one can answer with 100% assured. Now, when you buy from Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, the items are in the store. They ship to you promptly, and everything in the store is priced fairly. Hell, if you want to try and work a special deal out with Fred, I'm sure he'd be happy to take a call. You guys can work something out on your own. Who cares? Tasty Licks carries grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it, quite frankly, you probably don't need it. And on top of all of that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in his store as well. So it's almost like you're doing a two-for-one. You're shopping at a sponsor. And you're buying a sponsor's products. It's the best of both worlds. And don't forget that Tasty Licks has their own line of barbecue rubs and sauces as well. Be sure to try them. They just had a huge, successful April 28th uh, barbecue guru demonstration over at the Shillington, Pennsylvania location, which I'm sure Fred would be happy to talk about at some point soon. So here's what you need to do. Head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com and let the confidence exude from your fingers as you make your online purchases, then enjoy your items upon delivery. And don't forget that Fred and the gang at uh, Tasty Licks Barbecue are there to help you after the sale as well. Be confident, folks. TastyLicksBBQ.com. We'll come back with uh, one more segment with the Barbecue Radio Roundtable. We'll hit some topics. We'll do that here in just about 20 seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back, 37 past the hour. 23 minutes till 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm joined by Shane Draper, Chad Ward, and Huck Jr. in the hut. Whiskey bed, barbecue in the pit, and getting sauced with Shane Draper. All right, next question up for bids here, guys. We'll start with uh, Chad Ward on this one. Uh, Chad, I had a, a pretty big conversation 
many moons ago with the likes of Meathead Goldwyn. We were talking about, we were uh, debating whether barbecue and grilling are one and the same. And I wanted to get everybody's opinion on the panel here because uh, I like to see who is siding with me, the right side versus the wrong side with Meathead. Uh, Here's what I maintain, that there are two different cooking methods. Uh, Meathead was maintaining that the barbecue is this big, all-encompassing umbrella that somewhere grilling was falling into that. So if you use the terms interchangeably, it's not necessarily incorrect. Uh, Chad, you are a master pit master. You've won many awards. You're traveling across the country into different parts of the world. Uh, Where do you weigh out on this topic? They are absolutely different, Greg. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, Chad is going to heaven. Go ahead, continue. There is nothing that chaps my ass more than to hear, hey, come over to my barbecue. And you walk over there and some guy's got his Weber propane gas grill fired up on high on all burners, cooking some sausage, and goes, hey, we're having a barbecue. No, 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 buddy, you're not. You're you're burning the shit out of something over propane, which we call grilling. Um, so... So that's my personal take. There's a huge difference. I, I, I don't I don't know where I want to draw the line. Is it three hundred? Is it three twenty five? Is it three fifty? I don't know. But but there's a difference. There's a low and slow technique, which I consider barbecue, and there's a hot and fast technique, which I consider grilling. And there's a lot of guys that in in my terms grill like Myron and Chatham Artillery and those guys that'll cook at three fifty plus on, you know, all four categories. And they're grilling in a barbecue contest. God bless them. They found a better way to skin a hog. But to me, I'm kind of a low and slow guy when it comes to that. And so I think there is a big difference between barbecue and grilling. Shane Draper, what do you think? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, and and I don't know if it's a, a temp or a technique or do we break it out by depending on what protein you're cooking as to what, you know, whether it's more grilling or, or smoke. I, I don't usually say barbecue. I say smoking because that, to me, um, definitely gives the impression of low and slow and, and a lot of time. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a world of difference between the two. And, you know, I, I, that pellet pit that I've got, I'll be the first to admit that I grill on it way more than I barbecue or smoke on it. But all our other pits are true smokers or barbecue pits, if you will. But, yeah, there's... There's a world of difference, but I don't know, you know, how we classify that animal exactly to, to make it make sense for everyone. Is there a hey, specific? T- yeah, go ahead, Chad. Can I pick it, Shane, for a second? Yes, go. Shane, the easiest thing to barbecue on, quote unquote, is a pellet grill. Set it and forget it, my friend. So you, nah, you, see, you should do but, a little... Go ahead. For, for me, though, it, it, it can be easy. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm with you. I, I know it's easy. But I'm saying what I use my pellet pit for more than more times than not is that I can w- get out of my truck working, you know, working all day, walk up to it, turn it on 350, go in the house, get the meat, come back out, drop it on there, and man, it's ready. That's the beauty of a pellet pit to me. It is propane-like but actual real flavor, you know, and, and that's, that's the way I treat mine. But you're right, man. I, you know, I've done 14-hour smokes of shoulders and stuff on it, and then it turned out great. 
but I have other pits that I prefer to do that on because they're much higher, much larger format pits. Uh, Shane, uh, do you have a definitive line of delineation in pit temperature to where you would consider it to be smoking or barbecue versus uh, then going into the grilling section? I, I think my gray area comes past about 275 to 300. Once you hit 300, I, I think you're... You're more into that grilling temp than than a smoking temp. There's still a lot of uh, comp teams that are cooking for, for for six hours at 275, and I would still consider that, you know, uh, uh, not quite low and slow, but not it's certainly not hot and fast grilling either. Huck Jr., uh, your opinion on where is uh, barbecue and grilling? Are these terms synonymous? Are they uh, completely? Uh, are they mutually exclusive? What do you think? Uh, they they are definitely different, uh, unlike what uh, Craig Meathead uh, Goldwyn would would say to you, um, and and I totally agree with what Shane's saying. Three hundred degrees is is where where we, we where we up into the, uh, the the grilling atmosphere, so to speak. Uh, the barbecuing is low and slow. Um, I have not used a, a, a pellet cooker. Would love to one day. Hint hint chat. But um, yeah. <laughs> I would I would say three three hundred is, is is that ceiling. Hey Greg, if I if I can talk about something yep. real quick, um, it's just one one quick thing. Make it make it a little interactive a little bit today. Um, we have a commenter a commenter in the chat telling us that uh, how come we're saying that we know who is in the uh, barbecue pitmaster show, uh, and and how come you gave us a pass. By not grilling us and making us telling, you know, the, the votes from me. Oh, wait a second. Rule. Look, I think everybody knows now uh, rule number two of the show. No, wait, rule number one of the show. No names, please. What are we talking about? That's been a long standing rule of the show ever since. Now, let me say this. If you sons of bitches were on here for a cooking show and you weren't giving up secrets, that's completely different. That's a barbecue yeah. roundtable. Uh, but if we're talking about names, standing rule of the show, it has been ever since I can remember. No names, please. Listen, listen, Greg, and and, and this is what I this is what I I want to this is what I want to say. Um, yep. When when we have when we have friends in the industry and. Certain players on, you know, behind the scenes, behind the camera, know who our friends in the industry are. And if they hear us mention those particular friends in the industry that may happen to be on the show, then they're they're set to assume that, hey, this person divulged their NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement out of respect of the show. I, I will not divulge any names. And to to say that Huck Jr. said, oh, yeah, I know who's in the show, but I'm not going to tell you. No, Huck Jr. was asked, hey, Huck, you know anybody on the show? Yeah, Greg, I do. That that was the answer. I can't I can't divulge any names. If you tune in tomorrow night on in the hut and you heard me say, hey, I know who's on the show, but I'm not going to tell you that would be wrong. I did not offer up the information. I simply answered the question. That's all I got to say, Greg. Absolutely. And, and again, now, Greg, standing rule to question show, to no you. No names, please. Go ahead, Chad. Yes. Did Huck just have a take? 
Huck had a take and he didn't suck. Watch out. Huck yeah, said he was going to bring it. Huck said he was going to bring it and he effing bought it. That's right. Top of the, the top radio show is in jeopardy because Huck Jr. has his panties in a bunch and he's coming strong. All right, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to a different topic here really quick. Uh, you know, everybody, obviously the show's platform is on the Internet. We're watching a lot of uh, TV on the Internet now. Uh, you know, and I find a lot of my show fodder on the Internet as well. Uh, Chad, we'll start with you here real quick. What are some of the best barbecue websites that you like to visit to keep up with people, to see results, to get tips and tricks and techniques, stuff like that? Uh, my number one is Barbecue Brethren, bbq-brethren.com. I would say that's one of the best to catch up with, um, you know, not only what's happening, but a little bit of the scuttlebutt and a little bit of the underbelly. If you don't like Harry Sue, tune into there. Most people there don't. Um <laughs> And I would say my other one is thepickledpig.com. Uh, the Pickled Pig, we actually talked about a little bit earlier on my show, has some really good if – you, if you're just getting into competition barbecue, has some really good step-by-steps on the four categories that will uh, get you competitive. So I'd say those are my main two, Greg. Yeah, Paul Ostrom runs a, a really great site out there. Uh, Shane, what about you? What do you like to uh, scour on the Internet to get your barbecue fix? Um, my first one is not one most people would, would throw out there, but Twitter, believe it or not. I get more tips and give more tips on Twitter than anything else. Now, that's a user mileage may vary sort of situation depending on your friends and who you're interacting with. But if I had to pick actual sites, definitely the Brethren. Pickle Pig is fantastic, by the way, uh, to, to echo what, what Chad's saying. I mean, if you're just getting in and you want a lot of help, a lot of uh, tutorials, both are fantastic. Um, another one I'd throw out there that's just getting started is uh, uh, was it Kamado Guru. Um, they, they've got some cool stuff going on with ceramic pits over there. That They, they have a real good chance of being a, 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 an authoritative site if it, if it keeps going the way it's going. All right. Uh, Huck Jr., go ahead and uh, tell us some of the uh, Internet places you're scouring for some uh, entertainment and information. Well, Greg, first of all, I would like not to divulge that information. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, look at you. you <laughs> Funny guy. Go ahead. Uh, barbecue Brethren, definitely. Um, I, I've, I've found out a, a, a ton of information, as have Senior, on the Barbecue Brethren. Uh, another, another site, I haven't been on a lot recently, but it's been awesome, Barbecue uh, Backyard. I think uh, the guys with um, uh, uh, Pork Barrel Barbecue are behind that one. And also, one, one, of the, one of the best is YouTube to me. I do a lot of research. I, I find a lot of information out on YouTube uh, as it comes to uh, the, the barbecue um, competition or b- barbecue period. I found a, find a lot of information on barbecue and so much so that we've even chose to contribute to it. So Huck that's Jr., where I can... Chad Ward and Shane Draper joining me here on the show. Uh, one last question here, uh, guys, before I go into uh, the last break and then we'll bring you back on to do the plugs and uh, all that good stuff for promotion. Uh, I had a pretty lengthy discussion last week with uh, meathead Goldwyn about mislabeling of meats. We talked about pink slime, uh, you know, just real briefly, uh, Huck, if we could start with you. You know, are you concerned with pink slime that we're finding out that has, you know, probably been in the meat for many, many years? 
are you concerned that it's not on the label? Would you would you be okay with uh, crappy stuff in this in the food uh, being produced in a mass way for public as long as it was on the label and you had the choice of seeing what's in there or what's not? Uh, I would I would totally be okay if it it was if it was properly labeled. You know, then then I can make my uh, informed choice to 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 purchase or not purchase it. I mean, that's the first thing that. Uh, well, not a lot of people in the uh, barbecue industry does this, <laughs> but when when you're talking about purchasing goods, period, at at the market or, or or what have you, you know, you're looking at the label, find out, you know, how much, uh, you know, what, it, how many carbs, fats, calories, you know, things like that. I mean, if it's if something is not labeled, you know, I I, I think that's you know unfair for you know for it to even be there in the first place. I, I think the, the the proper information needs to be given for uh, the consumer to make the um, the most informed uh, decision upon purchase. Chad, what do you think about that? Uh, well, obviously, anybody that's met me will realize I probably don't look at a lot of labels. Um, so the one thing I'm upset about with on uh, Pink Slime is it was – a key ingredient in three of our four categories. So we're kind of having to relook at things. <laughs> what? what? Get that what about it? Pink, Pink, Pink slime, slime is a great, it's a great injection base for chicken. Really? I'm telling you, the results say it. Wow, absolutely. Uh, Shane, what about you? Yeah, I think it's all about the labeling. Uh, you know, as long as you label it, you give people a choice. But, you know, that that goes into all the, the gen- genetically modified stuff and all the ranch you hear against Mas- Monsanto and all these other companies as well. I, I think we as a public should push for a little better and a little more labeling. Um, otherwise, you know, you're, you're eating soylent green, man. That, and, and it's people, as we now know. Absolutely. All right, guys, hang with me uh, just for uh, three more minutes here, and then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up after we get you your uh, due promotion here on the show for hanging with me for the last 45 minutes. Uh, Take your barbecue to the next level, please, with a Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering experience, restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Now, Backyard Barbecuers and those folks who want to open a business drive and fly in from all over the world for the Institute's small, friendly, informative classes. The Barbecue Institute has a full schedule of classes in Texas this spring, covering everything from a short fajita class to an all-day class on how to smoke the classics like brisket, pork, ribs, and chicken. Now, the premier class of the year is coming up June 2nd and 3rd at the McKinley Springs Winery in Prosser, Washington set in the beautiful Horse Heaven Hills AVA. This is Conrad's favorite location to teach barbecue. And in addition to the menu listed on the website, there will be an additional side and Dutch oven desserts. And the special unannounced bonus will be whole hog on Sunday. You heard it right here first on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Now, just this past weekend, Conrad held his first all-barbecue girls class, and that was actually in Tombal, Texas and was put on by Diva Molly Follower, and she was able to teach the all-girl class the ins and outs of barbecue. And there was going to be other upcoming classes with Pitmaster Conrad Haskins, including a Grilling 101 
and a barbecue 101 in Dallas, May 4th and 5th. Now, we're not teaching classes on the weekends. Conrad is conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week. To make your next offset event really memorable, have a Barbecue Institute offsite party. Show your employees you care with the very best barbecue money can buy. They'll be talking about it for years to come, I absolutely guarantee it. Shout out to Neil Bigmist Strauder for helping Conrad feed over 200 wounded warriors in California a few weeks ago. Now, for details on the Barbecue Institute, to see pictures, to check out upcoming events, uh, where Conrad is going to be towing this awesome pit that he's having built, just visit bbqinstitute.com, or you can check their Facebook fan page for the latest news and pictures as well. Once again, that's bbqinstitute.com, bbqinstitute.com. All right, we'll come back and wrap the Barbecue Radio Roundtable. We're talking with Shane Draper, Chad Ward, and Huck Jr. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Coming up on 5 past the hour, 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, all right, guys, we'll go ahead and do the plugs now. Shane, we'll start with you. Uh, anything you would like to promote, uh, websites, show times, all that good stuff. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, thank you. Hey, we definitely want to plug the, uh, the new Draper's uh, Mood Enhancer, our new beef rub. Uh, we uh, we netted a few wins with that this weekend with some of our uh, our sponsorship teams. Um, it, it took off like a shot, so we're really proud of it. Uh, the first hundred pounds blew out of here in like three weeks. So awesome product! Give it a try. Uh, check out DrapersBBQ.com for more info. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter at, at DrapersBBQ, and check out our show every Wednesday, seven to nine uh, Central Time. And uh, we're right now, for now, to keep Greg happy, uh, we're, we're over on uh, the Barbecue Superstars Network. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look at making the transition with video, although, man, I just don't have the face for, uh, for, for, for video. Like, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a pretty man like Greg, so uh, for, for now, we'll keep yeah, it all, right. all radio. And, uh, big stuff out of here. And, uh, and, and definitely, uh, you know, keep it, uh, keep it about the business of barbecue, man. Come check us out. All right, uh, Shane. And by the way, Shane, I did just test out the mood enhancer for the first time on steak that I grilled, and it was absolutely fantastic. So I can see where uh, people are absolutely enjoying that flavor profile you delivered. Uh, very good on that one, too. Uh, Chad, you're up next. Go ahead. Well, first off, I want to say it's very cool that all these people have gotten to taste mood enhancer. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I haven't. No. <laughs> no. Hey, Chad, but, uh, you got company. no. <laughs> so uh, Shane knows I'm giving him a hard time but please uh, guys if you're looking for that barbecue fix two hours before uh, Greg cranks this up you can come over to Blog Talk Radio search uh, Whiskey Bent Barbecue or In the Pit either one and uh, you'll find the show you can also follow us on Facebook at Whiskey Bent or Whiskey Bent BBQ or on Twitter at, at Whiskey Bent BBQ and uh the one thing I would like to extend, Greg, if you don't mind, is I had Craig Sherry on the show, which I know you've had on in the past. And yep. uh, Craig gave our listeners tonight a 20% discount code. 
So if any of you guys are looking to get some Texas pepper jelly or some Texas pepper jelly rib candy, you can enter in the code whiskey and get 20% off your order now through May 5th. May 5th. All right, so that's four more days. That's an absolutely fantastic coupon, 20% off that order. Uh, Huck Jr., uh, last. And and Greg, real quick, I can ask. You've cooked with both of them. They're they're good products. Oh, absolutely. They're phenomenal. I love – I love – it took me a long time to pull the trigger on Texas pepper jelly, but the minute I did, uh, you know, hook, line, and sinker, been a customer ever since. And uh, one of my secret weapons in my own barbecue sauce that I make from scratch, so – a twenty percent coupon until May fifth is certainly a huge deal. Thanks for sharing that chat, uh, Huck Junior. The yes, floor sir. is yours, sir. All right, everybody. Uh, as, as you know, every other week on the Outdoor Cooking Channel, there's in the hut uh, featuring a panelist, uh, a co-panelist of ours tonight, uh, which is Chad Ward of Whiskey Bent Barbecue. Uh, as Chad said at the beginning of the show, uh, we have Neil Big Mister Strader, Danielle Diva Q Demofsky. Uh, myself and Huck Sr. This is every other Wednesday. Tomorrow night is uh, is a good start. Just follow us every other Wednesday from there. Twitter at Huck's Hut is the website's uh, um, address on Twitter. You can follow it to keep up with our latest blog post and such. Uh, at Huck Jr. is my Twitter account, and you can follow me to keep up with me. I'll tweet some. Some of the Hut's Hut posts, and I'll, I'll talk my regular smack. Uh, some of what I bought tonight uh, for you guys here on the Barbecue Central show. Um, also, I would like to uh, point out to you guys, um, um, Hut's Hut TV on YouTube. Um, there's a, a lot of cool, lot of cool information on there. Uh, we have some recipes, uh, some new stories that we try to bring to you guys. Uh, getting ready to put up a sausage making video on uh on youtube uh, part one and part two um it's a very it's very informative um but we're, we're basically looking to educate uh you know educate our listeners and readers and followers um as always you can go to huxhut.com as well and little do people know uh we do have a forum and we run several contests off the forum if you go to huxhut.com and click on the forums link you know, just come come join us today. Facebook, BBQ Forum. Facebook.com slash BBQ Forum. You can find us all on Facebook. Going a thousand, uh, actually uh, 1,100, uh, 1,100 plus uh, likes strong on Facebook. So we're, we're everywhere. Just Google Hugs Hut, everybody, and uh, tune in. Thanks, Greg. My goodness. There he is. You're, you're long-winded, Huck. You're long-winded. That's right. Holy <laughs> Huck Holy Jr. Jesus. pimping everything he that thought, walks and breathes. He thought the whole segment was his, Rempy. Good Lord. <laughs> I know. Jeez, oh, Pete. All right, uh, so there you have Huck Jr., Chad Ward, and Shane Draper. Guys, appreciate you uh, hanging with me tonight and for all the information. Uh, continued success to all of you. Uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Thank you, Greg. Greg. Got it. I think Greg kind of wrapped it up unexpectedly. Hello. Hey, he's back. Oh, geez. You guys, I guess you're going to have to hang up for us. You you guys are going to have to uh, hang up so I can close the show. 
Later. Greg, it's so hard to right. hang up right now. I close the show. Beat Don't it. cancel me. Right. Don't cancel no, no, me. Never. I won't. Don't taste me. Later. All right, there we go. All right, gang. We're going to be moving along here. First of all, I can't believe I was able to do a remote show and it kind of went off without a hitch in Canada. Thank you. Very excited about that. Let me thank my guests, Mike Weiss and Josh Baker from El Fuego Fiasco. They were all the way back in the first hour. Talked about their big win at the Stagecoach Barbecue in Indio, California. Then I also evaluated Hog Heaven Barbecue Sauces, the Apricot Jalapeno, the Smokehouse Heat, and the Traditional Smokehouse, all courtesy of Ira Pupko. Um, not a huge fan of them, but I certainly appreciate Ira uh, laying out and letting me uh, try these live on the air. Big risk, so that does not go unnoticed. Ira, continued success. The sauces do very well in the marketplace, regardless of what I think. And then thanks to my barbecue radio roundtable, Shane Draper from Draper's Barbecue, Whiskey Bend Barbecue's very own Chad Ward, and in the Hutt's host, Bruce McCall Jr., better known as Huck Jr. We are actually jam-packed for the rest of the month. Shows are already booked out, so uh, we're good to go for the rest of the month of May. Let me help you to control the rusty grill grate population. If you cook with raw cast iron, clean it off. And as it starts to cool down, hit a little bit of Pam, a little Crisco, let it bake back in there. We'll re-season it each and every time. We'll keep the rust off, give you generations of uh, life to use. Also, September 11, 2001, which I can't wait to get back to the Barbecue Central Radio Network's compound and show you a sticker that Basic Patrick got me for my uh, banner. It's absolutely fantastic. One I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.